Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. And today's show, we have a very special guest, Dr. Lynn Richardson. She is a host, a celebrity financial coach, life and business coach, author, entertainment executive, wife, mother, and we're going to be talking about managing finances in Uh your relationship with Dr. Lynn. Mike, I am so excited. Bro, I'm so excited too. Like from my background, and you know, knowing that this is a, such a hot button for everyone, knowing this is no more reason for a divorce, this is the topic that we all need to sit down for and talk it out. Seriously, man. Absolutely. I mean, me being in a in a young marriage with Rachel, like I'm looking, I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say that is going to help us build our empire. So I'm excited, man. See, this is why it's so good, right? Because you and your marriage, me being single and dating, like. Does she have any advice that I could use as practical advice? You know, like I said, I was in Tulum and uh, a lady literally went through my wallet to see what type of credit cards I had, which f- for the oh, record, wow. I don't keep no credit cards because <laughs> debt stands for doing everything backwards twice. But, you know, I'll preach a little bit later. Wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. <laughs> I have never heard that in my life. <laughs> debt what, stands, is, what does it mean? Debt stands for doing everything backwards twice. Wow. Unle- OK, I unle- love that. I unless love that. I appreciate it. Unless your debt obviously is going towards an investment of some sort, right? Absolutely. So I can't I can't wait to talk to Dr. Lynn. See what see what advice she has because you know, in this dating space now, I think some women, not all women, have a preconceived notion of me. And then they see I drive a 2014 Ford Focus and they're like, Whoa, are you broke? You know? <laughs> and so I think that I would love to hear Dr. Lynn's perspective on, you know, materialism materialism, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we got a ton of feedback from our fans. So everyone who took the time to write in a question, thank you so much. We asked all the listeners and the fans to talk to us about finances in relationships. And here's some answers that we got. Go ahead, Mike. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yo, how to bring up financial conversations without sounding like a control freak? That's 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 me right there. I need to write like that one. Okay, so what, what, how how would you bring up a financial conversation like that? The the young lady that uh, I I dated recently, we bought a game. I bought this game for us, and I thought it was a because we like to you know on Friday nights we kind of like to stay in. It's uh, by Robert, Robert Kiyosaki. It's called uh, Cash Flow. It's like $73. Okay. It's like $73 on Amazon. You should cop it for you on Rachel. It'll be fun, right? Okay. And through the game, you really do learn about finances, bro. You, the game <laughs> teaches you stuff. And then after you finish the game, you or your partner will just, it'll, it's a natural sparking of conversation, right? And so that's how I do it. I'm never one to bring up finances off the rip. I think that that's a bit tacky, but it's something that I want to talk about before making it an individual, like my life partner, you know? Absolutely. It's funny that you bring that up, the game, because Rachel and I played Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, we purchased Monopoly, and <laughs> I had played that game so much when I was a kid with my friends. And the way I learned to play, it kind of reflected how, how I am with money. She was more 
frugal. She like saved. She would pass properties. That I would have been like, wow, I would have bought that in a heartbeat. Like I buy everything. <laughs> yeah. Like I buy everything and I actually beat her. I started making hotels and she started landing on my stuff. And she's like, how did you beat me? He's like, she was trying to be so smart about it. But I don't know, for whatever reason, that strategy works. And on Monopoly, maybe not so much in real life. Bro, no, real, real talk. In real life, keeping all your money in a savings account truly isn't going to help true, you win true. in the long run. Sometimes you got to, you know, go out on that and purchase a thing or two. So oh, no, I, re- I had things on mortgage. Like I was, oh, no. Nah, oh, no. Nah, you're doing the most. But I came back. I came <laughs> you're back. Doing, you're doing the most. Nah, I was you, taking a lot of risk for sure. Taking a lot of risk. I love that we both played a game, right? Yeah. Like it, it it breaks it breaks it up. It's soft. It's sweet. You know, it's fun. But then you can also have a conversation afterwards. It's like, yo, how did you do that? You know, X Y Z. But yeah. real talk, bro. You got to play cash flow. It only cash lasts flow. maybe two hours, maybe. And then when you get really good, like seventy five minutes, right? Okay. It's, it's, it's pretty dope. You could do it in a, in a night and then have a glass right. of wine. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that out. I'm, I'm buying you that. I got you. <laughs> All right. It's a little gift from you, brother. I appreciate it. All right. One of the questions that I got was, how do I deal with my boyfriend feeling insecure when I'm making more money? Oh, I love this question. Okay. So obviously we talked a lot with Dr. Lynn about this. I think it's all about communication. If that is something that you believe bothers him in your relationship. You can't just let it be the elephant in the room and never discuss it because he's feeling some type of way about it. And those feelings are just going to linger. And then if they're not addressed, you're eventually going to get into a, a blow up fight. So I, I say nip that in the bud right away. And yes, how do you do that? Right. I mean, I come from a, a place of compassion. Like I, I would sit him down, just have an open and honest conversation about it. Like if you truly love him and care about him, then you're gonna help him feel secure. Now, didn't say make him feel secure because I think at the end of the day, that security in himself is gonna ultimately come from him. But I think you can help him in a sense where you could start off with words of affirmation, like, babe, listen, who cares if you're making if I'm making more money than you? I love you. We're in this together. We're a team. You know, I don't think anything anything less of you. And fellas, like at the at, when when she comes to you like that, like you have to be receptive to that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of guys act macho in that situation and like try to brush that conversation off. Like you may have to step up and have that conversation and talk about things that you may not want to talk about it, and that's your finances, that you're not doing well in your business or whatnot. So I think you definitely have to be vulnerable and set your pride aside. And if you guys come together like that, I think that you could move forward and, and, and be successful. So I, I, no, I love what you said, homie, straight up. I, I think the new generation, like people born in 2000 and beyond, will be better than the way we were. And the reason I say that is because okay. Culturally, gender norms are going away, right? So when that happens, pressure of some sort goes away as well. And I think in the, in the past, in previous time, we've this is what we see on TV. This is what we see in entertainment. This is what we see in our household. So some guys are like, yo, I have to be the one bringing home the bacon, for example, right? Yeah. I mean, they even have songs written about it. So I would say the way to deal with that is to do the compliment sandwich, right? Kind of like what you were alluding to as well, right? Yeah. The compliment... Baby, 
Tell her the compliment sandwich is is bona fide. A compliment sandwich works. And then you know you can say something to the lines of, "Babe, I see you got the muscles that hitting right. Uh, I want to take you out to dinner. I want to pay for it. I want to. I want to. You know, I want to show my affection too. I want to be able to shower you as well. Uh, and then, I think that's a very subtle introduction to it, right? And then another compliment right there. He gonna be all stupid and happy anyway. He'll be okay with it, right? But my question, Brian, based on what you just said, bro. I remember in the past we were having a conversation, I can't remember on what, but I want to ask you about your Latin culture, right? Mm. And when it comes to this subject matter right here, in the in the black community, at least in my black upbringing, uh, oh, I grew up with all women in the household, right? But in my black upbringing, um, I haven't, I would have thought that I'm the, the, the bearer of the house, but on my mom's side, I saw women working their butt off, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm more lax, I guess you would say. But what about you and your Latin culture? Tell me how that works. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I saw my mom do a lot. Like my dad was the main breadwinner. Um, you know, my mom would have the traditional, you know, taking care of the house, the cooking, the cleaning, things like that. So, you know, as far as the Latin culture, I feel like it's the man has a lot of pride. Like there's that whole yeah. machismo uh vibe but for me like i don't know i feel like i grew up and i developed both like so i understand that i want to you know provide for my family and i want to you know uh, give them everything that they could possibly need in life but at the same time i'm like with the new school where it's i'm down with the 50 50 like i want yeah. a woman yeah. that's going to grind with me like i don't want to keep her in the house and have her cook and clean while i you know, go make all the money. Mm -hmm. I feel that we're going to be stronger together if both parties are grinding to get as much as they can, you know what I mean? To build that empire. So I'm all for that. Like, like I, I've never even thought of ever telling Rachel, Hey babe, you know, calm down. I got <laughs> I us. wish you, know you would tell her that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she would look at me happen. like sideways, but yeah, that, that I, I, I'm her biggest cheerleader. Like I yeah. want her to go out and get everything that is coming her way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, Definitely. I'm energized. I'm, I see her ambition and I'm motivated to do the same on my end. And then when we come together, I mean, it's, it's like no stopping us. You know what I mean? Facts. No, definitely. So I think, well, I think I've said it before as well. The coolest thing ever is when your partner achieves something that they've been working their butt off on. And then you're able to like be there with them and like be their biggest cheerleader for them and with yeah. them. So I completely understand that. That's one of the dopest moments ever in a relationship. Also with that, like, it's it's hard, man, because I mean, I it's hard for me to be like, be 100, being completely transparent. Yeah. I respect people's culture, right? And as long as they're being respectful of human beings, I respect their culture. And I can see, let's say, let's say flip the script, right? My girl makes, uh, let me, what was it, your question? How do, how do I deal with my boyfriend feeling insecure when I'm making more money, right? Let's say I felt insecure about my girl. And she tells me, babe. So your girl is making more than you in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, in this scenario, my girl okay. makes more than me. If her culture, if that's her culture, and she tells me, and I, I, I confront her, I'm like, babe, you know, I, uh, how, do I, how do I make this example work, right? Let me just say it like this, right? If I'm the boyfriend and I'm and I'm insecure about my girlfriend and I come from a culture to where I feel like I'm supposed to be the man of the house, you know, 
for all our listeners, that's a crossroads you got to come to. It's like, going to be an ego hit for Yeah, it definitely man. is. Like, I, but I can also sympathize for that individual saying, hey, this is my culture. This is how we do things. But then I can also sympathize for that other party, partner who's like, I mean, but I make way more money. Like, it ain't my fault, you know? Um, and so yeah. that's just a conversation that has to be done delicately. And I will go back to it's the, it's the sandwich compliment, you know? For myself, right? I, I've dated women that makes that make way more money than me, and yeah. I'm not egocentric in that regard. I don't make nearly as much money as them, but I still make a, a good piece of coin. So yeah. if I wasn't making the coin that I make now, and I'm still dating that woman that's you know worth X Y Z, it may make me feel some type of way. But if she's if she tells me like what you just said. Baby, I just want to see you hustle and work your butt off because I can't wait to be there for you when you uh, when you make it. I think about Conor McGregor's story, right? Him and his girl. You know, Conor McGregor. He wasn't. He's never worked really. He's just been a fighter, bro. Like fighter, fighting his wife. His wife like was the breadwinner of the household for the longest of times, and she kept on instilling in him, "You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it." Now this dude worth nine figures, you know, and so I think. That is a very beautiful thing in, in regard right there as well. So it doesn't matter. Like, I think I wouldn't have an ego if I was still working my butt off. And my lady was still supporting me. Right now, yeah. I may have an ego and it may hurt me a little bit if she wasn't supportive of me. Yeah. And I haven't done anything. That's like I'm trying to be a rapper and I'm 33 years old. You know, that's like, bro, get a job. <laughs> but like speak on that, because like you gave that great scenario where it's like she held him down, mm-hmm. not only emotionally, Mentally, you know, and yeah. financially, he, Conor McGregor would not be where he's at if it wasn't for his wife. Period. Absolutely. So she's like the definition of a ride or die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they now they're married, have kids, whatnot. But mm-hmm. like somebody like you, you know, you're in the limelight now. Like, how is it? It's like you're obviously looking for your ride or die. Like facts, I like I, mean, I can't imagine coming off the show and like being single. It's like. I, I, I'm, I may be worried, man. It's like, what do these... I mean, you just mentioned a girl looked through your wallet. <laughs> Straight up. In Tulum. It's like, and they is have that the what you're up against me. out there? Like, all these women looking about what you... Looking for what you could provide them? You know, it's like, how do you differentiate who's real and who's not? Quite honestly, it's like Dr. Lynn said, bro. It's just energy that you feel. Yeah. Like, the two women that I've dated post-show, I know that neither one of them give a damn about Mike Johnson on The Bachelorette. They don't give a damn about how much money I got or my you know, my credit score, right? They just yeah. don't care. They they appreciate my mindset and the conversations I have and the and the goals that I set forth, right? And I think that's that's where it's at for me. But I I could I can see myself in Conor McGregor's shoes, right? I can see that. And that Conor McGregor has to know. He needs to turn that ego into working his ass even harder. If he really does have an ego, it's about challenging that energy, right? He needs yep. to channel. So for the lady that asked you that question, right? Her boyfriend needs to, instead of having insecurities with her, he needs to channel that energy and get on his grind and make yep. it happen. That's where it's yep. at, right? If he really feels that way, right? And that goes for men and women both, right? If I'm dating a woman that's worth 10x more than I'm worth, like, I've always been honest about it, and I, I don't care who goes against what I say on this. I want my wifey, I want my lady to be my biggest competitor and my biggest cheerleader at the same time. Okay. I like, like that. I, like I, that. I, I, I really do love that. I want my lady to be like, oh, baby, you're getting a little flab around the sides, you know? Like, to me, that's, that's I, I appreciate that, you know? 
That's like be she care- just be, but you don't, don't be careful if you do that the other way around, bro. Oh no, see, I ain't trying to get slapped. I ain't no dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not trying to get slapped. No, 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 no. That's just the the first example that came to my mind, right? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But, bro, let's get to the next one, right? right. So a a listener asked, splitting rent and or mortgage when someone makes significantly more, how to not feel bad? For me, I mean, first off, if y'all are living together, they don't need to know what you make exactly. And I'm I'm speaking in terms of if you're not married. Excuse me. Okay. Because I'm I'm the single one. I'm the single one you to marry one, right? So my my mindset. My my scenario. Yeah, my mindset goes to single mindset, right? If I'm dating someone and then we decide, you know, we want to take the relationship to the next level. But I think that going from, you know, dating phase to like becoming serious and we move in together. It's just like I've said, you know, when I was in a previous relationship in that relationship, I did make more. And so therefore I paid more. Um, I don't think that anyone should feel bad about that. I think that's a conversation that you have from the beginning. And I think when you set expectations in the in the beginning, and both parties talk it out and you compromise then going forward with that subject, we shouldn't have no issue. Yeah. Now, if we do, that means that we communicated, but we didn't effectively communicate. And that's a big thing that I talk about is effective communication. Cause sometimes, you know, when you be like in an argument with somebody and uh, they just hear you, but they like, they be like, I hear you, Brian, I hear you. That means I, I ain't listening, listening to though. you. Yeah. I ain't <laughs> listening to you. I hear you though. And so I would say effective communication. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I see this, I could see this two ways. If I feel that one, if one partner is making significantly more and the other partner is struggling, then yeah, go with the percentage of the rent or the mortgage, um, you know, and whatever that struggling partner could offer, right. Or, you know, could afford. Um, but I could also see the scenario where one partner makes significantly more than the other, but the other partner isn't necessarily struggling. They're actually doing well enough where they could actually be able to financially afford 50% of the rent and mortgage. So I can see an even split there Um, without either party getting up in their feelings, right? But if the lower income party does feel a certain type of way about it and does want a more fair split, then yeah, that's that's a definite conversation that needs to be had so that both people get on the same page for sure. I'm glad you brought that up though, bro, because I was thinking about this earlier before coming on today. In the past, I've dated some pretty financially well-off women. And I personally, if if they work their butt off to get this mansion or to get this penthouse or whatever the case may be, who the hell am I? It's like, babe, I can't afford 50% of that. No, that's where I say, babe, I can't afford none of this. <laughs> you, 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 I can't afford none of this I right here, I can't afford baby. 50. I can't afford I can, 25. I can't like. afford 1% of this, baby. And, and, and there should be nothing wrong with that. But what it should say is, I can't afford this, but I might be able to splurge a little bit on a, on a more expensive car, right? To make you okay. feel like, because I don't want to have to lower my lady's standard of living. 
if she's yeah. way up here? Like, who who am I to to tell her, no, nah, baby, all I make is 75K a year. You make yeah. 75 million a year, for example, right? I know that's on the extreme side of things, but we always talk about one side, but there's a, a whole other side as well that we could talk about. Absolutely. And I mean, like, if you were in that scenario, I mean, didn't you, like, I think it's natural in your scenario, the man, to step up in, if you can't step up financially and the woman has everything that she needs and she doesn't need anything from you, like, you're going to step up in other categories. Correct. Right? Correct. I mean, That's you're going to step up in, you know, the the rom- the romance. Mm-hmm. You're going to step up in the em- emotional department Correct. when, you know, uh, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, small gifts. You could mm-hmm. do the small little things that are actually going to be more than the materialistic things. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I would hope that any man, if, if they're in that scenario, would step up. That's the advice right there for right there, bro, for the listeners. Like if you are unable to to maintain and or pay 50 percent or whatever percent of that person's lifestyle, don't feel bad. Just step up in other areas. baby. I, I think definitely we have to have a financial uh, podcast at least once every six months because there's so many topics within this one, bro. Absolutely. But I love it, though. I think now. Let's hear what Dr. Lin got to say. I'm ready, man. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, Dr. Lin, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am excellent. No complaints. Nobody would listen if I had any. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start. That's the attitude. That's that? the attitude. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So today we're talking about finances in relationships, and you are an absolute expert in this department. So we're looking forward to chatting. Yes, All right. this, I can't wait for this. I used to be a financial advisor myself, uh, Dr. Lynn. So this conversation and relationships is such a huge point for me. And I just can't wait to hear your wisdom. I know that you've written books on it. So I'm just excited. Like, me and Brian both are. And so, like, you know, like I said, I, I worked in finances. I am pretty stickler about my money and the goals that I have set up in life. Uh, how, like, can you help me understand how to bring up a financial conversation because I'm single and I'm dating. Like, how do I bring up that conversation without saying like a control freak? So it depends on what kind of conversation you're trying to bring up. If okay. you're trying to bring up your business, then you just bring up your business. But if you're trying to get in somebody else's business, you might need to be a little more careful about that. That's so, fair. Yeah. And in my opinion, and I've been married for 26 years to a man who I love. I absolutely love. As a matter of fact, he's the better half of me. So I, I would Legation. say that I have some experience in this area. Um, you know, as a, as a black woman in particular, um, I can be perceived to be independent and strong and all of that stuff. But uh, my husband and I have had a great relationship in terms of money. Um, even when we didn't have any, we didn't get upset with each other about it. It just was. So the best policy is honesty. And when uh, we got together, he had excellent credit. I had bad credit. I was the one with bad credit. And I told him, listen, I have bad credit. I messed up in college. I had too many credit cards, couldn't pay anybody. When the creditors would call and say, Lynn, can you borrow the money? I'd say, can I borrow it from you? I had all kind of- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You laid it all on the table. <laughs> yeah, so so what, what that did, because I, I, I find that if, if someone is uh, either nervous or not sure how to bring up money, it's either because they don't have any or they're looking for some. So if you don't have any and, and your credit is jacked or whatever it is, just be honest about it and say, hey, we might even we might not even be at this place yet, um, but I like you 
And I would like for this to go further. And I just want to share this with you. I've had this in my background. I've had that with my finances. Now, if it's um, if you, if it's you asking the other person about their finances, um, I think um, that requires a little more seasoning. I think that requires seasoning. a little more wisdom. Yeah, seasoning. Yeah. You got to put some flavor on. It's all how you say it. Yeah. Put a little paprika on there. Come on now, you might need some. Uh, you might need a little bit of grandmama's foot in your stuff. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You know how when grandmama, big mama, them cook, they put their foot all up in it. I love you. Yeah. Need to put your foot in it, which, which simply means um, it, the, the conversation may need to be centered around something. Um, that is uh, not only relatable, but that is desirable. So if the conversation is centered around buying a house together, or if the conversation is centered around um, investing or long-term planning or retirement planning, then it kind of makes sense. Um, but I, I can tell you right now, I mean, I haven't dated in a very, very long time, but I have three daughters and I tell them, if a dude just roll up on you talking about money, listen, your, you and your mama are gonna be looking sideways, okay? Um, <laughs> And the same thing for the fellas. Like I always tell my brothers, I'm like, listen, and my brothers come in all colors. I'm like, listen, if a chick is looking for your money, keep looking. So, you know, I think- <laughs> I yeah, love you. Yeah, keep looking. Now keep on looking, okay? Because something ain't right with that. So I think that the most important thing in a relationship is, is the heart and the intention and um, all those other things, you know, shoe size, what kind of car you drive, how much money you have. Uh, some of those things can be fixed, but you know uh, those things are, are are going to be worked on if we're really serious about having a relationship together. Absolutely. And Dr. Lynn, I know every relationship is different, but when did you start with your husband? Obviously, when you were dating him as your boyfriend, how soon did you start having those financial conversations? Well, so here's a little bit of something I got to tell y'all. First of all, there's, there's something called bit. old school and new school. Okay, so I'm old school, <laughs> but the truth is. You know, for us up front, we were just honest. I mean, our first date, um, I cooked him dinner and I bought the food. He went to the grocery store with me. I didn't look nice. at him like, are you going to pay? I, I was going to do it until I was going to pay. And that was just it. So we had kind of a sharing trust very early on. So when we moved in together and I was the one responsible for handling the bills, he gave me the check so I could pay the bills. He, he knew that. you were a keeper just, from the jump. I love that. Yes, I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> and so but but nowadays, nowadays I think it's a little different. I think you have to trust has to start with small things. It starts with, mm -hmm. you know, are, can you show up on time? Um, if you say you're going to call me back, and this is both ways, are you going to do it? Um, do you ghost me? That's you, a big see, one right there. Y'all got this new stuff. Because yeah. let me tell you something. If I got ghosted, no, you, you you on the money? Yeah. If I if I got ghosted, oh. It would be Casper for real. You would never see me again. <laughs> you wouldn't get a chance to ghost me because I would know it because you would know it. You understand what I'm saying? So I think that we all just have to set some standards. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to matters of the heart, you know, money is certainly the conversation that we should all be having. Um, but it shouldn't be a deal breaker. Um, and I think it shouldn't be something that we're afraid to talk about, you know, either. I don't know if I answered your question. I probably no. went too far. No, that was good. That was, that was, that was good. Was I think that uh, MC Light is rubbing off on you. I think you should be a rapper too. You have a, <laughs> you have a, a, a lot of good one-liners. Talking about that, should you uh -huh. even date while you're broke? Is that, could you, is, is that something that should we should be able to do? Should you while you're broke? Or should we focus on ourselves, make, sure okay. our, make sure our paper's in order first? 
So, so here's the deal. I have heard so many uh, young men say, well, I'm not ready to get married yet because I can't take care of her. You know, I'm not ready to do this yet because I don't have this. I'm not ready to do that yet because I don't have that. And guess what? Time keeps ticking. And then it's five years, you still don't have anything. It's 10 years and you still, you know, in your mind, you can't do it. So what I think is, if you're going to be broke, don't lie about it. If you can't tell the truth, then be broke and stay alone. But if you're going to be broke, tell the truth and say, you know, I, we have to set some boundaries. I would love to take you to maestros. You know, I would love to take you to, you know, what, what to eat in Beverly Hills, but I just can't afford it right now. But here's what I am focusing on. I'm focusing on starting my home-based business. I'm focusing on, you know, finishing school. I'm focusing on, and if you can just be patient with me and work with me, um, you know, we might have to eat some chicken nuggets or, you know, whatever they passing out at the, at the $2 restaurant. Um, but I think women um, and, and whomever, I think a partner is going to be much more interested in your honesty and your vulnerability yeah. than your paycheck. And if that person is not interested in your honesty and your vulnerability, then you certainly don't want to give them your heart. I think that's a telltale sign. You know, the character of a person is determined not when they're at their highest, but the character of a person is determined when they're at their lowest. What do you do when you have nothing? Do you hide? Do you steal? Do you lie? Or are you humble? Do you tell the truth? And do you grind and get up? So I think people should not wait until they're unbroke um, but if you are broke, just be honest about it and set realistic expectations. You know, don't take the woman out to eat and then let her order up the whole restaurant and then you go to the bathroom and you never come back. You know, stuff like that happens. We are so appreciative of you being here. But with that, I'm going I'm to have to ask you now. Mm-hmm. I know women that literally get free food every day of the week. And they, they, that's like that's a budget for them. They yeah. Go on a day to get a, get a free meal every day of the week. Like, uh huh. How yeah. does a how does a man decipher that? And then two two part question. Just yesterday, I was in Tulum, right? These girls literally went through my wallet to see what type of credit cards I had. What? Yeah, so that's called head. a chicken head. I don't even is that old school or new school? That's called a chicken. Old school. We know that one. Okay, <laughs> if that's old school and new school, that's called a chicken head, a skeezer, a gold digger. You know, I don't know what. Wow. Right, that's what that is. And no disrespect to my sisters, but like I said, if if a woman is looking for your pocket uh, or your money or whatever, then you need to keep on looking. Um, and I don't have any sons. I wish I had sons. I, I would, would love to adopt a young man and, and teach how to, you know, be a, a, a responsible, respectful young man. But if I was talking to my own son, I'd say, you're not taking anybody out to an expensive dinner on the first day. Mm. You know, that that's not a measure of your, um, that's not a measure of your quality as a human being. That's not a measure of your integrity. That's not a measure of your character. Um, that's just a measure of how much money you have. So, um, or don't have because you're trying to impress someone. So, you know, I would say for women who are out there, um, either getting their rent paid or, um, you know, you're getting your meals taken care of, or you are whatever it is, you know, there's a, there's a name for that, that what they call people who do uh, who ex- who accept monetary gifts in exchange for whatever it is that they're getting in exchange? So I would say have some integrity both ways, and I don't condone that either. So I, I think again, it has to be a two way street. It really has to be a two way street. So who, so who pays? Because in old school, I feel like the man pays. New school, I pay, but mm-hmm. if my lady sticks out her hand to 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 pay, 
I'm not going to like stop her. I'll say, you know, we can go half season or whatever the case may be. But I grew up with all women, so I, I've just, I'm used to paying. Like, tell me, talk to me about that. Like, who pays in the modern day and age? So, so here's the deal. If you're the guy and if you were going to pay, pay. Do it. It doesn't matter if she reached raise to do. If, however, it might be advantageous to your wallet for her to take, to, to, to um, pay half, then I would establish that in the beginning. That's what I would do. Um, the other thing is sometimes women want to take you out. So if a woman wants to take you out, then accept the gift, mm -hmm. you know, accept the gift. It's okay to accept the gift. But I feel like if, if, and, and, it, and I will say that vice versa for the, for the young lady, if I'm going to take my guy out to dinner because I want to, because I want to treat him, because whatever it is, once I decide I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it. That's it. It's like going out with your buddies or going out with your best friend or me going out with my sorority sisters. If they come to California and they've seen me on BET and all that kind of stuff, if I'm taking you out, I'm taking you out. If you put your hand out, I'm going to slap it. You know how we do. So I just think um, it's okay for either party to pay. If it was your intention to do so, do it. If you can't afford it, be honest about it. And if you're going to go Dutch and if this if that's what you need to do in order for the meal to be enjoyable and affordable, then just be upfront about it. Okay. No, I that. totally get it. Um, I feel like there's a is there a difference between that first date, though, because I I'm I'm married. Mike's single. Yeah. I'm the married one in the group. You know, I've been married a little under two years. And yeah, I totally get it. If my woman wants to pay like it's not an ego thing with me, I'll let her. I understand she right. wants to cater to me and she wants to treat me and she wants to show me how special I am. And I do the same thing in return. Right. But yeah. on that first date, I mean, going back to my single days, I always thought it was up to me to pay on that first date. I mean, for a woman to actually pay for me on the first date, I, honestly, I would think it would it was a trap. But see, like, if I can, if I can, Dr. Lamb, Brian, yeah. this is what I think that sometimes our new school men have an issue with because at times you could it could come off disrespectful to that woman if she's like yo I, i'm capable as well you know if she's like yeah. oh, if she's so, like i'm so, capable then let her be capable right so here's the deal so if it's a first date and whoever does the asking should do the paying yes okay that's fair that's yeah fair. whoever if i first of all so again i'm old school I still think some things need to be what they are. I, I still think the man needs to do the chasing and, and the woman needs to let him. That's just what I think in a heterosexual relationship. So um, I'm not into, oh, I'm, let me go ask this guy. Let me go ask that guy. I'm going to allow myself to be asked, right? Or allow myself to be approached, allow myself. Because I think ultimately, you know, you the, the chase is a part of um, the energy of the relationship. So however... Talking about old school versus new school. If you're the one doing the asking, then be prepared to do the paying. Unless you're gonna say, hey, I'd like to go out to dinner with you and I'd like for you to pay. <laughs> you know, good boy, that ain't gonna work. Click. Come on now, Dr. Lynn, you know that ain't gonna oh, work. Oh, man. But, but here's the deal, like I'm brutally honest. Like I'm so, because, so I'm honest and I'm sincere. Like I'm honest without, I don't have another intent or motive. And sometimes you can appreciate someone like that if True. you like them, but if, if the person's coming at you that way and you could tell they're on something, you know, you could tell it's, some, it's like, no, nah, this is, so it's all about the vibe and the energy. And one thing I say about energy, and I, I have this, this is a part of all of this as it relates to money and relationships. People can lie, but energy cannot. Mm 
Mm. You know bad energy. That's true. When you see it, when you feel it, when you and and you should listen, you know, to what your gut is telling you when it comes to bad energy. So, but ultimately, at the end of the day, whoever does the asking should do the paying. But if you decide to be a gentleman because you're old school, and someone asks you out and you actually like them, you say on one condition. You say, if you allow me to pay, if you want to be the one to do that. So that's what I think. Isn't the number one reason for divorce financial? Yeah. So, you you know, you and your husband married 26 years tomorrow. Congratulations. I love it. I'm trying to be in your footsteps. What what are we missing as American people? What are what are we doing wrong within marriages when it comes to finances? So it's it's what we are doing wrong, even a step before finances. We are equating financial um peace or financial status um, with health, or we're equating it with value. Um, I went to a prestigious university and, uh, you know, all of my sorority sisters and, you know, people I went to school with, if you were dating someone, the first thing they wanted to know is what school did he go to? What school does he go to? What, who does he work for? What law firm is he with? Or what car does he drive? And for me, those were never, uh, those were never things that help make me make a decision about who I was going to be with. He needed to be hardworking, honest, love his mama, love God and love me. Like that was it. And so I am college educated. My husband is not, he's a blue collar worker all his life. He does security. He's a fitness trainer. He does those kind of things. So um, if you take that as the preliminary step, now you go to finances. So now we don't have any money. So a, you don't have status and or B, you don't have money, so folks are stressed because there are things we want to do. There are things that we become emotionally attached to. Um, maybe it's somebody's fault. Um, one person is handling the money, and now the money is gone. As a matter of fact, you know the reason why I'm a financial expert is because I made every mistake. So I made lots of mistakes, but my husband hung in there with me. So I think ultimately what begins to happen is people worry about money. Money causes anxiety, stress, depression, because we become attached to the things that money provide for us, our cars, our houses, uh, our furniture, and all those other things. And the truth is, when I filed bankruptcy the second time, not the first time, but the second time, my husband and I, we were thankful just to have a roof over our head, each other, and healthy children. That's what's important. That's what we were thankful for. Like, we still have each other. Okay, it don't matter what we lost, but we still have each other. And I honestly think that people lose sight of that. And um, then they start the blame game. And then there, you know, if, if there's a, a substance abuse issue, and then there's usually something going on, maybe with an extramarital affair. So it all just begins to snowball into what unfortunately ends up being an out of control situation. Dr. Lynn, you have been absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to listen back to this podcast. This is awesome. I think you're going to quite honestly give so many people laughter as well as sound judgment, right? Very, very great knowledge. Absolutely. Thank you so okay. much, Dr. Lynn, for ha- for coming onto the show. We appreciate you. Oh my you. God. Thank you guys. You guys are so much fun. I had All such right. a great time. Thanks so you much are. for having me. Yo, Brian, it was so great having Dr. Lynn on today. I mean, the gems that she dropped, the knowledge that she's speaking. I mean, I was literally just in the back clapping. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Preach, yeah. preach, preach, preach. And so you have I, a background, like so she probably backed up a lot of the stuff that you already thought, yeah, this is this is definitely the way to go. So I appreciated it because she dropped a lot of knowledge when it comes to young married couples and you know what to do to to get ahead financially and how to how to pretty much break it down. She was she was brutally honest. 
and I love that yeah. about her. I was going to say the same thing when it, when it comes to honesty. When you listen to someone and you can feel their authenticity, like she yeah. said, you can feel energy. That's real. It makes us want to do better, right? And she brings that across, and so it makes me want to do better when I do get in a, another relationship. Yeah. It makes me want to, you know, make sure things are in order. If I date a woman that has more money or less money than me, I, yeah. I just can't wait so to apply this. Yeah, and she like tells you the truth. Like a lot of the some of the stuff that she said, I don't think a lot of people may be ready to hear. But you know, those are the tough conversations that you need to have with your partner to discuss finances, to actually further your relationship along. So I think a lot of people are going to uh, love this this talk and, and what they take away from it. Oh, man, Mike. So Dr. Lynn was absolutely incredible, but it's that time of the show where we got to say goodbye. So to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And thank you again, Dr. Lynn Richardson. Definitely thank you, Dr. Lynn, for the laughs and for the advice. And family, you know, we love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's Talking It Out B as in Bachelor, N as in Nation, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Wondery app, or wherever you listen to right now, babe. And please don't DM me no more. If you're a real one, you're going to hit that subscribe.